Stupid Answers Episode 5, the show with the most qualified people discussing and answering the most interesting questions from Reddit. I'm Colton Wallace, and we have a new podcast member to introduce today as Lori and Josh were both booked with other things this week. So today, I'm joined by Jessica Yazarians. Hey. And first time on the podcast, Quinn Foster. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the podcast, Quinn. Thanks for having me. So, first thing to talk about this uh, week, over the past weekend, Jessica and I, along with our resident Generation Z representative, Quinn Foster, traveled to attend the Mountain Dew Flamin' Hot event in Hell, Michigan. Now, I don't know if everybody else was as excited as me about this, but I had a lot of fun. You had DJ Polly D, you had Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. I mean, how could you not have a good time? That's all you need. (laughs) Jessica, did you enjoy this event? Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was it was random, and I enjoyed the, um, I guess I enjoyed the idea of it just like sarcastically at first, but it was actually like surprisingly fun once we got there. Live was cool. It was a lot of young kids, um, and I was kind of anticipating feeling a little bit like out of place, but um, it was actually super fun. There were some people that were not teenagers there. I know, but the majority, I would say 90% of the crowd is like teens. And there like, were a lot of people drinking beers with me up there. So either they were underage drinking well, or, but there you go. I don't think PepsiCo would allow such things. So never. I don't There's want no to way. insinuate anything no. like that. No, no. Um, I, I guess I thought the, for as gimmicky as the whole thing seemed, <laughs> it was put on with a lot of like. Uh, confidence I guess like it it did not feel like some cheap event like they had like quality shuttles taking you from and to there you know like Mm -hmm. the setup was nice like I I can't say there was anything really bad about the production quality of it I agree it had a lot of heart too people were like (laughs) real into it and it was just it was it was a vibe it was cool so I I got all the way up to the front so I could get you know as close as possible to the poly d show um and i had a time up there it was it was pretty fun up there yeah i was i was watching you go up there um <laughs> i kind of made it halfway and yeah but uh i decided that I, I let you do the work you know you can make it up there have your fun i'll just you know stand back at a distance and enjoy the music but i i kind of had the same feeling going into it as i think jessica mm-hmm. where i was kind of going in it in an ironic sense and then yeah. you got there and you're like, oh, this is, this is actually cool. It's a very well put together and professional, I'd say. Yeah, and and like, I, you know, it's DJ Polly D. Now, I'm not going to tell you DJ Polly D is an amazing artist that you need to go see. Um, for one, his whole set is just... Top 40 mashups. Yeah, it's just him mixing together a few songs. Like, it's not like he's... A bunch of hard cuts. Yeah, it's not like he's producing a whole lot of it. Yeah. And some of the transitions are kind of lackluster. But he, he, in terms of, like, just putting on a fun show to stand in the crowd, it it really sufficed for that. Um, now, I will tell you, some of the people in the crowd were not very fun. Um, I don't know how you yeah, get you all the way to the front of a Poly D show. And then basically stand there and don't move with the crowd and just like give everybody mean eyes while you're standing up there. Like, I, I don't understand why you do all the work to get up there and then just stand still the entire time. And there wasn't very many of no fist but there was or a anything. few. Yeah, no fist pumps, just still the whole time. <laughs> There's no passion. No passion. Wow. 
I, a disappointment. I fist pumped every time Pauly D asked oh, me to. I, I could see your hands up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to hype up the people behind me, too. Did it work? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> I made some new friends out there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think DJ Pauly D was kind of the perfect kind of meme I don't know. I don't know, like, like a meme almost. So, like, you know so, yeah, mean? definitely. Yeah, Fun with the note cutouts. Poly D shows. Yeah, he has the screen behind him, and the <laughs> the the image he uses most is just an an outline of his face and hair, and that's like his logo. And right. then he has this other one that's like with his mouth like wide open, like. It's a really sophisticated yeah. silhouette, so it's just like it's iconic at this point. And right. I feel like this kind of. We talked about Nickelback last week, mm, and yeah. I feel like this is kind of one of those things where, like, do I think Polly D's some amazing artist? No, but could you go to a, you know, the show and have fun? Yeah, you could. Yep. Right. Get a spicy margarita with Mountain Dew. Uh, live it up a little. Yeah, you get yes. if you get the uh, the Mountain Dew Bloody Mary, they actually garnish it with flaming hot Cheetos. Oh, really? <laughs> that, really? that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> like dust. Like no, crushed? no, like actual flaming hot Cheetos. Like like oh, you just, like salt the rim type of thing with the, with the che- no no there's Cheetos? or is it in it literal flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> garnished on top of the blade. Oh, okay yeah so like five seconds in they're just like a soggy mess I ate them real quick I was oh, okay like, probably a good call it's the pregame snack for the drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah instead of like a Bloody Mary with like a shrimp cocktail in it and like a slider on top it's got some <laughs> flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> But Bloody Marys normally have like egregious things in them. Yeah. Right. Oh, let me put this whole fucking bratwurst on top of yeah. your <laughs> Bloody Mary. <laughs> exactly. Like a small hmm. hat. Just, just for a fun. Small hat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I guess for me, I wasn't sure going in what the what it was gonna be like. But like, I honestly, they put on a great like experience. Just it it was free too, and it was just them marketing. But it was it was a fun time. Yeah. No, it was definitely a really good time and. Like you said, for it being free, I think it's definitely worth it. Get a nice DJ Paul ID concert in. Mm-hmm. You know, get some drinks. <laughs> the novelty. Yeah, right. get Taste the, the novelty. new Mountain Dew. Yeah. Get to go to hell, Michigan. Right. Just don't want to go to hell. Uh, this kind of leads to a new segment where we pose a question to the r slash no stupid questions board on Reddit, and then we discuss it. So the question we asked this week was, we asked for Reddit's thoughts about Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew. And along with that, we all have brought some flaming hot Mountain Dew to live taste test for you <laughs> and give our thoughts. So, just to kind of give some background here, I like Mountain Dew, and so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this a lot. I, I had some in a, a Bloody Mary, but this will be my first time kind of just drinking some straight flaming hot Mountain Dew. Um, Jessica, what are your thoughts on Mountain Dew? Um, in general, like just yes, in general. What's your background with Mountain Dew? Um, pretty much think it's trash, <laughs> like most sodas. Um, I associate it with like gaming for some reason. Okay. Gamer fuel, <laughs> gamer fuel, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like everybody that games has to have like two liters of Mountain Dew just like strewn at their feet. Like that's oh, okay. that's and the, the hot that comes to... too. The hot pockets. Yeah, 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 yeah. A like bit unfair yeah. to our gamers out there. A bit unfair. Quinn, are you uh, a fan of Mountain Dew or not a fan? I'm a fan of Mountain Dew. Um, I think the one that I consume the most is usually from Taco Bell, which is the Baja Blast mm. flavor. Oh, yeah. Um, DJ Blast. But every once in a while, I'll, if I need a little caffeine kick at work, I'll, I'll grab a Mountain Dew from the fridge and 
um, put it back. But I think, you know, Mountain Dew is a solid drink. I think they do a good job kind of being like Red Bull and like kind of the, you know, they're like the extreme drink or whatever. And they do good marketing, you know, in that way. And, and you know, with this thing in Hell, Michigan, I think it's, I think it's pretty good what they're doing. So. Well, you sound kind of like a Mountain Dew fanboy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paid, I promise. I'm not paid. So I, I had the luxury here of some Flaming Hot Cheetos to go with my Flaming Hot Mountain Dew. I felt like that was kind of the appropriate, you know. How's that do. pairing going for you right I'm, now? I'm about to try this Flaming Hot Mountain Dew right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll take a sip. Is there only one type of Mount, like Flaming Hot Mountain Dew? Is this like the one type? Or is there like different variations of it? Just this one. Wait, are we all taking a sip now? Is this the time? All right. Yeah. Going in. Okay. I wish it was spicy. It's not very spicy. Like, it needs, like, more cayenne pepper in it. Yeah, I can I can definitely taste, like, the lime. Yeah, I taste the Mountain Dew, and then there's a little bit of, like, a, a kick at the end, I guess. Yeah, like right at the end, you get a little bit of it. You get it in your throat. Mm-hmm. Do you think they had to turn down the spiciness? For, like, a general audience. Like, I wonder if there's, like, versions of this, but which are, like, much spicier. Like, during the R&D process. Probably. Gotta gotta give the population what they want. <laughs> what can sell the most. I won't say I dislike it. No. I think it's good. It has the base Mountain Dew flavor, for sure. I wish it was more flaming Hot, I guess. Yeah. It needs more cayenne pepper in it. Yeah. Yeah, you really only just get the ending, like, mm-hmm. back-of-the-mouth taste. It needs, like... Okay, so since we had Flaming Hot Mountain Dew cocktails at the, at the party, like, it's kind of sad they didn't have, like, a spicy... um, Like, oh, a spicier... Yeah. Like an actual... Yeah, like like a, like using, like, a um jalapeno-infused, like, vodka or tequila. That would have been cool. So, uh, as to Reddit's thoughts on this... um. Mostly, they don't seem to care very much. Uh, <laughs> so I'll do my best to write a better question next week. <laughs> but, How uh, many views did you get? That's not important. That's proprietary information. How many people responded? Well, the important thing is we have a winner to our question of the week. And that response comes in from Piano OK 6786 And their response was, Yuck, lol. <laughs> they did not define if they had tried it, but that, that's the best answer we got. So we'll be awarding them. Don't you user. remember when we were at the with Josh a couple of weeks ago? We had like somebody in the bar was like, Oh, I got this flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yeah, we got like a little taste of it. They had a can <laughs> of it. Yeah, it was creating quite a stir. People thought it was disgusting. The bartender was, like, bemused. Yeah, I, and I tried it there, and I didn't really get enough of a taste of it to say, like... Yeah, but, she poured, like, half of a shot glass of it, and we yeah. all kind of, like... And it wasn't cold, either. I don't remember it being this color, though. I thought it was, like, um... I thought it was yellow. This is red. Wait, what color is this? It's, it's, def- like a, it's red. It's orange. Okay. Yeah, it's, like... No, because code red is red. This is definitely orange. It's orange-ish. It's, this is... It's it's the color it of fire. It kind of has like a green tint. The color like of like, fire. <laughs> it's like highlighter orange green. It's proprietary color. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> Secret. If the flaming hot takeover comes to a town near you, I recommend you go to it. Yeah. And just have yeah. a good time. And I hope you get to see DJ Polly D. With that, we'll move into our questions for the week. So our first question for this week comes in from Reddit user Maybe Can Be There. 
And the question is, why does being cheap have negative connotations? And they go on to say, as someone who is often very cheap and wants to self-improve, I'm not sure why it's, this is considered bad. I have been called cheap numerous times and I never un understood why it is a bad thing. I really do want to save as much money as I can, but as a result of this, I don't eat when I'm out with friends and I don't buy the game that all my friends are playing. Is this a bad thing? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but like, don't you want to live a little? Like, um, right. is, is my first uh, thought on it. It's like, okay to save money and everything, but like, when do you get to enjoy your life? For like, sure. Yeah. Do you wait till you're like 65 and you're like, time to get that <laughs> <laughs> money out of retirement? <laughs> Have them at a flaming hot Mountain Dew, you know? There's Maybe get balance. a dinner with your friends. Yeah, you need a balance. Yeah, yeah. And like, I know people like this. Um, and I wouldn't say that I judge, you know, my friends for being like this when they are. Um, but personally, I'd rather like spend a little bit on an experience or like, you know, like when I go out with my friends to eat, I probably want to get like an appetizer at least get a drink. I mean, it's just fun. Um, but I feel like if you're just having a good time and like not being, um, spendy, then that's like, there's no judgment really there, but maybe striving for some balance is like a good way to be. Yeah. And I, I think there's like, I think being cheap, like, I feel like there's kind of a couple different things here. Mm, like, yeah. I feel like there's one where a person is price conscious in their decision making. And I, I don't think I would call that cheap. That's not what I would define as cheap. But then I feel like there's a second kind of one where somebody is unwilling to pay for anything kind of over the minimum they could possibly have to pay. Yeah. And everything is just too expensive because this person always says like this, this person, I'm sure you've met somebody before, like everything's always too expensive <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter. Like, Oh, well things cost money. We're like, well, that's too expensive. Dude, what do you, what do they do then? They get nothing. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Cause I feel like I can be kind of cheap. Yeah. Like, but I'm always looking for a deal at the same time. Like I like to spend money. Like I'm always yeah. trying to like get stuff for cheaper. I'll like haggle on prices and like mm -hmm. ask for discounts and stuff. I'm sure it like drives you crazy, but like, I can't, I like, can't help it. Um, so I would like categorize that as like a different type of cheapness, yeah. you know? Right. And I, I guess I feel like maybe some people just like group those two things together and they don't see a difference and they just think anybody who is price conscious at all is cheap. I think mm -hmm. that's a bad way to do it. And I don't right. think you should be I don't think you should be offended if that is kind of where you're at. But the way I would define being cheap personally is like the unwillingness to pay more for better quality and oh, okay. the refusal to believe you should have to pay more for better quality where you pay for the lowest quality thing. And then your complaint is that it's not the best. <laughs> right. Or you have to replace it every five seconds because it sucks and it just like breaks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been more conscientious about that because I used to be more restricted and like what I could buy. So sometimes like you don't have the luxury of picking a better quality item, right? And you just have to go with like what you can afford and that's the cheapest thing, right? Um, but like now that I have like this a little more flexibility and privilege, like I would rather get something that's like a higher quality. I like my friend and I were shopping today and we were in this like clothing store and like a lot of the things were kind of expensive, but they didn't feel like they were good quality. And like, I'm not going to spend money on stuff that's just like kind of feels cheap or like 
seems like it doesn't have any value. Like I'm starting to notice like that matters more to me when I go and buy something. I want a, an item, clothing, shoes, like a piece of equipment, whatever. I want it to last longer. And so I'd rather spend more on a quality um, item than the cheapest thing possible. But like that's coming from a place where I get the luxury of making that that choice, you know. Right. Um, and I like have been framing it as like, oh, this is like kind of a more conscientious way to be a consumer in a way. Cause mm -hmm. like the, the better quality item you get, like the less often you replace it, the less often you're buying things. And so like, to me, it's a net reduction in like things I'm buying that makes sense. So it's like a long term, more cheap goal, <laughs> if <laughs> <Right>. that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. <laughs> cheaper, no. cheaper in the long run. <laughs> it does make sense. I think to me, it's kind of all, all relative for the individual. Yeah. Um, just in terms of how you know, what can you afford? What do you value? Like you said, you like to, you value, you know, you go out to dinner, you get a drink, you get appetizer, you value like that someone else might value a little differently. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that people, to be worried about that so much because i don't think if you don't know the entire you know situation i don't think you, it's really fair to judge someone yeah and that can be different situationally right like right. in college i like never spent any money on going out to do things pretty much because it was literally unaffordable right, did people right. call you cheap no they were all poor and broke too at least a lot of them were <laughs> right <laughs> when you like, went on like cheap. dates like, because this is another, like, yeah. angle that I was thinking right. about this. Like, I feel like it's um sort of less okay for, like, a man to be, like, labeled as cheap compared to, like, a woman. And I, 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 I don't have hard numbers on this, but it's my guess that, like, this is something that, like, a guy might say, like, oh, people think I'm cheap more than, like, a woman saying this, right? So, like. Yeah, I would, I would overspend in that case, probably. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it, in college, I don't know that as much as ex is expected in terms of like the spectacle yeah. of going on a date. But yeah. yeah, I think when I was younger, it would just be overspending. Like I would, I would just do it. Yeah. And I, I think at some point too, like it is important, like you were saying earlier to just like take some, enjoy your life too. Like, don't forget to balance that part out. Like, don't just live to maximum savings all the time like go have some fun a little bit because i feel like some of our most fun dates were like some of the cheapest like going to get like a a pitcher of beer and a burger special at like a local joint you know and that was like I mean, so nice. fun and it was like not that expensive you know yeah no yeah. definitely that still is a lot of fun i know yeah. i wish we could have one right now <laughs> classic <laughs> classic yeah <laughs> Um, that's how i like figured out i like soft parade we could make some oh, yeah. flaming hot margaritas right now uh, like a pitcher of, a pitcher flaming of hot yeah, margarita. Flaming margarita. we got the supplies for that <laughs> um yeah i was just gonna go back to the question because it was asking mm -hmm. about the negative connotations so uh, i just kind of yeah. want to yeah, hit yeah. that real fast sure if that's okay um for me it's kind of a societal thing of yeah you know not necessarily fla flouting your wealth or whatever the word is flaunting your wealth i should say sorry uh-huh both. Um, so it's kind of like, oh, if someone, you know, shows they have a nice car, or they, you know, they dress nice. It's kind of like you hold them to a higher, you know, place in your mind, maybe. 
whether that's reasonable Perception, or not yeah. Yeah, yeah is is up i guess up for debate but mm-hmm. i think throughout human history it's kind of you know whether it's celebrities act you know famous people that they flaunt their wealth then people mm-hmm. try to copy them or and you know that sort of thing it's kind of a cycle of this is you know a positive thing in our society you you look better in society if you can afford these things or you spend the money but i don't think that that's necessarily fair all the time so i i think i you're saying like it as a perception of wealth so if you're like going out with friends and just not eating because you're trying to be money conscious you actually come off as like like you don't have wealth and you can't afford it right and that's like the negative perception or i wouldn't always assume that i'm not sometimes saying, i would i'm like, just saying that would be like, like what the an interpretation yeah. yeah yeah and then sometimes in that context it's like good to be cheap and then sometimes it's bad right so yeah. like you it, there's not a hard and fast rule and like why there seems to be you know this societal pressure or like um, people looking down on being cheap i think it really depends on in the way that you're being cheap if it's like a perception thing like i you know if you need to if you need your perception to be different just like find a cheap beer that you like and just be like well this is my favorite beer and you got that cover you got cheap beer and then just like you'd be like oh you eat salads now so you're just getting like side salads for dinner then you got a cheap kind of meal on your hands and you went out to eat but you didn't come off as the cheap one not ordering any food i guess i'm trying to think back to like social situations if like because i have had like i've said earlier i have had friends that kind of like do this stuff but i don't i can't remember ever being like wow what a cheap piece of shit or like (laughs) looking down at them for it so like i i just like i'm trying to consider a situation where i would like think it was a a negative thing Mm -hmm. and i i guess it would it would just kind of irritate me i guess the only way that i can think of it being like a a negative thing would be if your partner like is always just being the the cheapest person possible like never wants to do anything fun and then that's just a question of like a difference is a difference in lifestyle or like you know so it's like again personal perception but like that's the only time I can imagine that ever being like a negative, at least for me, um, is in that situation. And then pretty much any other time, I'm like, cool, you got a deal. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the question. Um, our next question comes in from user DJ Captain Fourteen, and the question is: Does anyone else repeatedly forget items before leaving the house, like <laughs> over and over and over? And he further goes on to explain that leaving the house. Uh, three to four times a week, he forgets something, and then he has to return to the house one to two times. And there is one catch to this. The user does construction work. Um, so there's a list of, like, different things each day that are potentially needed to take to, like, a job site. So I guess it's more understandable in the case that, like, you have to take different things every day because at the end of his question goes on to say, should I get screened for Alzheimer's or some sort of other <laughs> cognitive dysfunction? And um, yeah. I don't, I, I think the fact that you're taking like different things each day makes more sense that you are, you know, not remembering some of them because it's not like the same things every day. You think it's the but, same things every day though? Because he doesn't no, explicitly say that. Uh, it's at, so in the question, um, it's mentioned, 
uh, I own and operate a construction company, so on any given morning, I have 10 to 15 different things, tools, materials, checks, etc. I need to remember to bring each day. So okay. I'm, I'm assuming that could vary from day to day. Right. Look, I... I experience this and I have like three <laughs> things to take every day. So like, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> I was laughing at this question while Colton was reading it off. Cause like, this is me, but like, I don't have this complicated situation at all, <laughs> but I still also like am constantly forgetting everything. Like I cannot, like I have three things like keys, phone, and then I don't know my wallet with like my student ID or whatever. And I would constantly forget like one of the three things. So I could solidly remember two of three things, but I'd be like, fuck, I forgot my student ID and then I couldn't get into my building. Or I'd be like halfway down the street and be like, oh, cool. I don't have my phone or I couldn't find my keys. And then I'd be late 10 minutes, like as I like ripped my entire like room apart or whatever, (laughs) trying to find my keys. And so this is a, a constant struggle for me. And I think it's because I'm just a scattered and chaotic person. Um, but I also have been like, wow, it's like, I must have dementia. Like this is, it's the only explanation. So I like really get what he's saying. And, um, and in terms of it, like being a cognitive dysfunction, there is something called like executive function where you like, you know, just have a knack for like all the things that you need to do. And some people really struggle with like, you know, doing those things that would fall under the umbrella of executive functions and that was like this example like remembering things another example would be like planning your day out with like good time management Mm -hmm. and um you know and like just like general like normal work-life balance like kind of stuff like that's all kind of under this umbrella of like executive functioning and like it can be like really hard to like do these types of things that seem really simple, especially if you're under a lot of stress or if you're tired or whatever. And like, sometimes it's like part of like anxiety and depression um, as well. So it's like, it's a valid concern, but like, if it's not impacting your life. (laughs) Quinn, do you have any trouble remembering things? Uh, Not usually. I usually kind of have the same checklist that I run in my brain whenever I leave leave the house or, you know, I'm going somewhere, you know, phone wallet keys. Mm -hmm sort of thing yeah exactly that's um, what i tell jessica all the time right like i told you <laughs> two um, or three it's not you know it's not as e- like jessica was saying it's not easy for everybody to do it but um <laughs> sometimes i'll like be like where the fuck is my phone and have my phone in my hand right so, like I- <laughs> yeah i mean i think that happens to everybody too like you're, you'll be looking for something and it's in your pocket or you the funny one is like you use your phone flashlight to find your phone you're like <laughs> i can't find my phone definitely to me this sounds like it could potentially become a bigger problem for him considering mm-hmm. it's impacting his job potentially. Right. And so to me, it seems like it could be an organizational thing that he, you know, either puts like five minutes aside at night to make sure that everything's ready to go in the morning sort of thing or mm-hmm. um, something like that or a checklist. Cause my mind went immediately to, Oh, it's just his toolbox. Like he, he's forgetting his toolbox or he's fin- forgetting his tape measure, or you know, his tool belt. I I agree with the idea of like having like a list or something and kind of the whole night before thing. So I'm terrible at getting myself ready in the morning. I don't know why, but I like I can get up, but I am just if I haven't like planned out the stuff I need in the morning, I'm just so slow. 
I'm just like, I just kind of all stare at my clothes. I'll be like, I need to wear something today. Whereas if I do it the night before, I can just be like, oh, I'm wearing this, get it on, go. Like, so maybe like me, anything I need for the next morning, I always get ready and get it kind of set up for me to take in the morning. Cause if I, it takes me at least twice as long if I try to do it in the morning. It's like not the time for me to organize things. If I can't find something though, I spiral pretty fast, honestly. Like, <laughs> oh, if I can't find my phone, I'm like, <laughs> throwing oh, no, where did, where did I? I don't usually throw stuff, but it's like, my mind immediately goes to the worst, you know? It's yeah, like, same. oh, did I leave my keys somewhere? Like, did, yeah. where's my phone? Like, did I leave it at work or did I leave it at home? You know, so yeah. I think that's a fairly normal reaction as well. Yeah. So Colton got me an Apple Watch so I could find my phone. And like, That's nice. I don't, <laughs> that is really nice. Thank you. I love it. So I don't like use the Apple Watch all, like very much, but like it is very handy when I need to find my phone. <laughs> you go to your bedside <laughs> like, table and you're like, oh, yeah. gotta find gotta the watch. I'm like, where's right. this? Wait. I, and then like, I'm like, oh, where's my, my watch? <laughs> I'm a mess of a person and I also do spiral if I can't find something. And I'm also like habitually late. I'm probably like a garbage person (laughs) because I'm habitually late. I just like cannot get it together. Like it's just really difficult for me. I'm like, Oh, I'll have like two minutes to spare. And I'll like, then I'll find something that takes like five minutes that, that I'm like, Oh, I have time for this, (laughs) you know? And then I'll just like time to change this whole outfit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So like, I, I just am, I'm so terrible at it, but like, um, it'll make me spiral when I can't find the thing. And like Colton has systems in place. Like you just put your keys in the same place every time. And I'm like, but Colton, it's not always my keys (laughs) are the thing that's missing. Sometimes it's my ID and I don't know what coat it's in and maybe it's in the laundry. I don't know. You need like a sticker or something. (laughs) Yeah. I need tiles on everything. Well, uh, DJ captain 14, I don't think Jessica's qualified to give an answer here. <laughs> no. I think Quinn and I both agree. Like, if you could get stuff ready the night before to maybe help it go better for you in the morning, I think that would help a lot because that's that's what I have to do for myself. Yeah, I agree with that. I think what Jessica said, too, about whether it's impacting your life to a, you know, a great extent is something to keep in mind as well. Because like she said, if you're joking about it on Reddit, it, it might not be that that bad of a problem yet, but... I would just be aware of of how it could snowball. Mm-hmm. All right. So our next question comes in from user Zertz7. And the question is, what's the coolest hat you can wear? So uh, just uh, straight up here, let's get it out of the way. What's the coolest hat to you guys? Silly hats only. Okay. Well, that's... So like a jester hat. That's not very. That's not very cool. No, no, no. That's like an old, um, like YouTube, like internet thing reference from like. Uh, never mind. Why wow, you're not. so cool? <laughs> Don Hertzfeld. Did you? Oh, okay. Do you guys know that I one? So. The we'll, we'll, video? We will link that in the show it's notes. Classic old internet. It's, at, it's probably trash. Yeah. You'll hate it, yeah. but I love it. So silly what's your hats I, what's your real answer? That's your answer. Yeah, silly hats. Only. Okay. Oh. All right, Quinn. What's your answer? I don't know, honestly. Like, I've been trying to think of, like, what hat is the coolest, but I really can't come up with... Does the... Quinn, I do, do I usually hats? just wear, like, a baseball hat. That's, like, the extent of my hats. Um, 
Do you wear like a like a old style like baseball cap, or do you wear like a flat bill like? What is uh, it, like I do not wear the flat you know, bill like um, baseball cap. So I usually wear either like a snapback type hat that has kind of a curved bill, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like a velcro adjustable hat. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing, nothing crazy. I gotcha. Is the you know the where it looks like you have an arrow going through your head? Is that considered a hat? Like a headband? <laughs> the air? Yeah. I, yeah, that, that would be a silly hat. Like, like yeah, the like costume where it looks prop? like there's an arrow through your head? That's a hat, right? But you put it on your head. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely cool to wear that. <laughs> silly hats only. I'll keep going back so, to that. <laughs> I guess I, I kind of feel like everything outside of like baseball caps does, like it's like it's baseball caps. Because like fedoras, cowboy hats, like, 50 style top hats you see in like mad men i feel like those kind of just carry a lot with them like if you see somebody with a cowboy hat there's just so many things that you're probably already formulating in your head i'm not saying they're all terrible but but like i don't know that's like i think it depend on the context if i'm seeing a cowboy hat in like texas probably not having those thoughts if i'm seeing like a cowboy hat like i don't know at a dj poly d concert texas i guess (laughs) Yeah, it's also questionable, right? I don't know. It just depends. It depends on the context. Like sometimes, like you know, or if, like, or let's say a fedora. If I'm seeing like a fedora somewhere that like a fedora doesn't belong, ever. I mean, never. I'm trying to think okay. when it's okay to wear a fedora. So maybe cowboy hats are really common in Texas, and I just don't know about it. Yeah, I just think it's like maybe fine. You just need boots to match. Yes. <laughs> I guess to me, I can't think of any hat that would be cool for me to wear outside of a baseball cap. I think hats also like I, I wish my friend was here to talk about this because she has a an amazing array of sun hats like and umbrellas to keep the sun off of her. It's the best. OK, so I guess actually <laughs> I was looking true. at this as like male hats because those yeah. are the hats I wear. But I've, I feel like there's a lot more. All right, so everything I said applies to male hats. I feel like <laughs> there's a lot of uh, like female hats that are totally fine. I think it just like it just depends. Like if you're gonna also if you're gonna wear like like a big hat, yeah. Like I think having a like a loud hat with like a crazy style, like it's just fun, and it can just be like amusing to wear, um, and also serves the function of like keeping sun off your face. Yeah, my go ahead. I'm just also thinking of like the Kentucky Derby. Like that's what I was gonna say. It's like, oh yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like half the fun is like dressing up and like wearing a a crazy hat. That's like a a outlier situation. It's not that those hats aren't cool, but you're in a specific situation to be wearing all those fancy hats. I don't Mm -hmm. think you're wearing those just on a you know Tuesday. (laughs) Again, but you can still wear it. Yeah, I wish my friend was here to t- talk about this because she would disagree. <laughs> I guess maybe I just haven't seen. You gotta cool expand hats. your yeah, hat horizon. I guess so. What about the cat in the hat hats? Those are pretty popular. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> those, what the cat in the hat. I'd say that's one of the most popular hats. Like for what? Like first graders? I was just thinking of like famous hats, and that one was like one mm. of the ones that came to my mind was the mm. cat in but the hat. This hat. Is coolest hats you can wear i don't know that you, people are wearing the cat in the hat hat i mean you can wear it ironically and people will be like oh nice hat 
Yeah, exactly. And I would rank fascinators up there with like cool hats. They also fit silly hats. So, <laughs> yeah, again. that's why I was like, I think <laughs> we're going hats. towards silly hats is our answer. So, <laughs> you know, sorry. Cole. All right. Well, the coolest hat is either if you listen to me, a baseball cap, or if you listen to my co-host here, it is silly hats only. Uh-huh. Well, silly only. <laughs> <laughs> that excludes baseball caps. <laughs> live a little. You gotta live a little. All right. Well, we'll be back with more questions after this short break. What about Is It Cake? Have you watched that? No. <laughs> Colton was telling me about that one. <laughs> I think he doesn't give it enough uh, justice. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, but the, it's like the Saturday Night Live guy is the host, and he just like he just treats it like it's a Saturday Night Live skit all the time. It's like, and that's what I thought it was. So like, I can't believe it's it's a show. Right <laughs> to the show's detriment. That what that if guy's well, the okay, host. like what if it, the whole time it was a Saturday Night Live skit? I mean, then it would be a Got lot him. funnier. It's just one punchline at the end of the that's season. Meta. That's very meta. <laughs> yeah, that would be much more amusing. Yeah. Yeah, is it cake? All right, then. Welcome back. So our next question was posted on Reddit by user ShrimplyTheWorst. And the question is, is sunscreen really that necessary all the time? And they go on to say, personally, I only wear it if I'm outdoors for at least a little while. However, I have read that you need to wear an SPF of 30 to 50 every single day, no matter what. That's bullshit, right? Why would I wear sunscreen if I'm in my basement all day, for example? And they say that you have to use a crap ton, too. Is this info coming from a place of preventing skin cancer or preventing wrinkles? So I'll hand this over to our uh, resident skincare aficionado. (laughs) That would be me. Um, Yeah, I love skincare and I hate sunscreen. So I've got opinions about this. So um, I just want to say that the answer to the the question is yes, you do need to wear sunscreen all the time. And like, I get why you're griping about it being, um, you know, kind of like bullshit that you have to wear (laughs) to sit in your basement all day. (laughs) But like, trust me, it's like something that you just want to do um, daily as part of a habit. And so it's more about building like that type of like healthy habit for your skin than it is about like figuring out what situations are good and not good or like when, when you need to wear it and when you don't. Um, obviously, if you're going to be outdoors and you're reaching for sunscreen, that's like a positive and like keep doing that. But um, if you get into the habit of wearing sunscreen every day, then you're able to prevent cancer and wrinkles Um you know, throughout your life. So um, I started answering this question by saying I hate sunscreen, which is true. Um, But I wish I had started wearing sunscreen like when I was a teen because like it really does prevent the signs of aging. So like I think even if you just want to prevent wrinkles, it's still like a valid reason to wear sunscreen because like it's a cumulative protective effect and it's something that you just need to do every day. And like luckily like sunscreens are getting better. So there's like a ton of sunscreens that don't feel like 
sunscreen. So it's like you can put it on and like it just feels like a lotion. It's not greasy. It's not heavy. And I think that's like why I hated sunscreen back in the day is because it just like felt like shit on my skin. And I don't know, Colton, do you like wearing sunscreen? I, I'm with you, Shrimply. It, wearing sunscreen is so annoying. <laughs> and I just feel like like I so I mean, when I was younger, I was bad about even putting putting lotion on my skin. But um, I've definitely tried to improve my habits with this. And I, like, you know, wash my face every day, put lotion on my face every day. I still am bad at putting sunscreen on every day. It's it's just the worst thing to have to put on. It always feels like it doesn't dry in quite as well. Like, an hour later, it's like, oh, why is there this, like, residue still? Mm-hmm. And I, I so I hate sunscreen. But, yeah, I know I'm supposed to wear it every day. But... I agree with you. Wearing sunscreen sucks. It really does. But like times are changing. Like recently there's been like better sunscreens um, coming to market um, inspired by like Asian sunscreens. Like there's um, much better um, sunscreens in Asia and like you can order them now, like the Korean skincare trends and like J beauty and other Asian beauty trends like have made these types of products like much more accessible and like they beat a lot of um sunscreens that you can buy at like the drugstore like if you just get on amazon and like get like biore has like a really popular sunscreen in asian countries which doesn't feel like anything it's like goes on and it's like water and it like dries down it doesn't feel like a like traditional sunscreen in that sense and they're amazing and you can get like tons of like youtube like reviews of all these different types of sunscreens and honestly like this is going to sound so overwhelming because there's lots of lots of products that you can try but like it's a trial and error thing but i want to promise you that there's a sunscreen out there for everybody and like right now like i have multiple in rotation that um like serve different purposes and like um as a person that wears makeup like Sometimes I want like something that's like a primer or something that like makes my skin look a little like glowy or like, I don't know, like you can have different reasons to wear a sunscreen, but there's one for everybody, whether or not you're like wearing makeup, man, woman, non-binary, whoever you are, you got to wear a sunscreen and there's a formula out there that'll feel good. There's even like powders. So if you don't want like a lotion, you literally get a powder and it like brushes on your skin and it's like the easiest thing in the world. That's actually what we should maybe try for you, Colton. Yeah. Like it, it totally it. works. But like once you start finding the right product, it is easy to keep doing once you build the habit, just like anything else. And it will prevent, you know, cancer, skin cancer. And um, the best way to prevent um, premature aging is through sun sunscreen. Like any dermatologist will tell you that. Um and it's 100% true. <laughs> right. I have I just have one question for you, Jessica. How much is a uh, big sunscreen paying you? You seem to know an <laughs> awful lot about all these sunscreens. <laughs> yeah, so um, I wish they were paying me. Um, then I wouldn't have to buy so many different products. Yeah, I was going to say, we're paying them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like trial and error, right? So like I'll buy a sunscreen and it might be eight or 12 or 15 bucks. And then I'll be like using it like one time and being like trash. So it's like kind right, of, right. it can feel like a never ending um, investment in a, in a mm-hmm. way. But, um, but yeah, uh, some of the best sunscreens I have are kind of cheap. Like, again, I'm going to go back to like K beauty. Like they have one from, it's called thank you farmer. I want to say, 
Um, and they have the best names. They're the greatest. Um, and it's amazing. And then there's another one called Riri that's also pretty good. I don't know. There's like a ton out there. Jessica will provide links to a couple of them for you. Quinn, do you wear sunscreen? Um, not on the regular, not daily, no. Wow, he doesn't um, wear it at all. Listen to him trying to no. <laughs> cowering under the pressure of this one. Um, I do have some like facial, you know, lotion that includes, you know, some SPF protection. I think it's 30. Oh, um, yeah, So I'll use counts. that every once in a while. But um, <laughs> to me, it's like, it's one of those long-term, like, instant gratification things where, yeah. you know, you don't really... You get lazy, you don't really like want to do it, so you end up not doing it, and then you grow old, and like you mm-hmm. said, you, you age, you get, you know, you're higher risk for skin cancer, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, with my little knowledge, I, I, I kind of concur with your um, thoughts on, you know, wanting to do it. So just, um, just keep trying. Everybody should wear it. Uh, mineral versus chemical sunscreens. If you're worried about like reef safety, go for a mineral sunscreen. It's made out of zinc oxide. It's pretty mild. Um, there are better formulations for darker skin tones, even with mineral sunscreens now that don't leave like a white cast. Um, so times are changing. Companies are trying to get on board to get people like using sunscreens that are like good performers. So let me know what you need, and I'll try to make a good recommendation. Okay. Thanks for that question, and everybody wear your sunscreen out there. Our next question for today uh, was posted on Reddit by user Echidna Peep. And the question is, <laughs> does anyone else notice who wears contacts? And they go on to describe, I typically notice if someone is wearing contacts in their eyes after talking with them for a minute or two. My partner and friends say this isn't normal, and most people have been weirded out that I could tell. And I don't know who your friends are, but I notice all the time if somebody's wearing contacts. Yeah, and I, same. And I wear contacts, I, and I can tell who's wearing contacts. <laughs> it's not weird, and it doesn't weird me out if somebody is like, oh, are you wearing contacts? That would never make me feel weird, but just me. Yeah, I think I don't really notice unless I am looking at someone for longer than short second i'll probably notice but i don't think it's weird i mean i wear contacts so i know kind of how it looks i put them in every day so you can kind of you know there's signs where you can see them but i don't i don't think it's weird i'd, I'd say it's pretty a good talent honestly if you got a nice uh, detailed eye <laughs> to spot those sorts of things but maybe they're jealous yeah maybe but yeah i couldn't the peep uh I don't know if there's a lot to say, but yeah, I don't think it's weird at all. I think you should keep looking for those contacts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, they, your friends and partners say that it's not normal. I just like that. I, I don't get that. Yeah, can you? They're wrong. Yeah, can we get? We want to hear from them. I want to hear like they. Why is it weird if you notice that somebody's wearing contacts? We just want. We just want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do a little like what if um speculation like do you think that people think it's weird because they are uncomfortable when people are looking them in the eye do you think it comes from that like is is it trending where like eye contact is like more and more uncomfortable for people is this like a hallmark of that is this gen z quinn can you you confirm it could be it could be uh going back to the eye contact thing or you know, people minding their business sort of thing where you don't typically want to look at people because you feel like you're 
you know, intruding on them, their personal space or, you know, weirding them yeah, out. Their or naked staring. eyes. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, not naked because they have well, contacts. Right, because they have contacts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Echidna Peep, I don't know about your partner and your friends, but I think all of us on this podcast agree it's not weird. And I don't. Yeah, we can all point it out. Uh-huh. We can all tell. Yeah, I notice all the time <laughs> when people have contacts in. It's totally fine. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we have one more question today, and it is posted on Reddit by user CS. And the question is, are people perceived to be more intelligent if they're dressed nicely, at least at first glance? And, and I think, I mean, in some ways, yeah, definitely. But it's, it's a perception thing. And you can't not pay attention to the way somebody dresses when you first see them. Now, it doesn't have to define your whole interaction or experience with that person but i think i'm not like when i see somebody immediately i'm going to see how they're presenting themselves you know and i I, i'm not trying to let that define how my interactions go with them but it is something that is gonna it's gonna be the first thing that you see about somebody right yeah my mind immediately kind of goes to the slogan of fake it till you make it not necessarily Mm -hmm as saying that everybody that dresses nicely is faking it, but it's kind of a psychological sort of thing where you, if you exude confidence and and cleanliness and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can have a a different perception than, you know, you know, slobbiness and unkeptness. This is relevant to, I agree a hundred percent because I'm thinking about the movie we just watched, which is Nicolas Cage in the movie (laughs) pig, um, where he like, his character is like covered in blood for I think the entire movie. Yeah, it like, really it is like it was like oh, ten spoilers. minutes in. <laughs> Jessica was getting Sorry. uncomfortable. Like twenty minutes in, she's like, "Is he? Is he not gonna shower?" <laughs> yeah, I did. I know it made me really uncomfortable. He's just like going up out into the world with like blood all over him, uh, like constantly. At one point, one of the guys he's talking to asks, do you need medical attention? (laughs) Yeah. Nicholas Cage just ignores that shit and moves on, though. So it's obviously an artistic decision, then. Like, that's that's important to the story if he continues to Uh look that Uh, way. It's a nice contrast with, like, um, ideas of, like, privilege and, like, authority because his character is... Ooh, do we really want to give that away? That was, like, a good... All right, all right, we'll cut that. <laughs> it's a great movie, and we don't want to spoil it for you, so you should watch it. But there, there's some great um, reveals throughout the movie, and uh, it's it's one of the more original movies I've seen yeah, this year, I probably. Would agree. And it kind of gets at this question. It's a nice example of how perceptions of people dressing a certain way or being a, uh, presenting themselves a certain way can influence your opinion about them. And they really lean into that hard in this movie. So, And uh, kind of back to the direct question here, are people perceived to be more intelligent if they're dressed nicely? And I think perceived to be more intelligent, it's kind of on how well you're put together and as Quinn was saying, how confident you are. I don't know that specifically being dressed nicely, if that's like in a suit or like, you know, I don't know if that's the one defining factor, but if you're, 
if you kind of exude that confidence, then I think you can be perceived as intelligent. I think that it depends on where you are, too. So if you're in a place where people are smarting around, like at a conference, like where you're presenting some research or like you're giving a talk or like you're, you know, supposed to be some type of authority in your field or whatever, then like dressing a certain way or dressing nicely can make you seem more intelligent, but like it could also just make you seem more competent in general and also just more likable and like things like that. So like it has, it's not just intelligence that can be affected. And I think that it was like, I guess Colton was also saying that, but like, I think it also depends on where you're dressing nicely. Um, yeah. I don't think you should be afraid to dress nicely. If, if like, I think you should try to use perception to your advantage. Like if you can be perceived better by dressing nicely in a situation, you should do that. I don't know if that's what this question's getting at, but I don't think you should like, you should be aware of how you're being perceived or at least try to be aware of that because that's something you can use to your advantage in a lot of situations in social situations is kind of using your perception to help yourself out. And I think you should definitely try and do that. Yeah, I totally agree. I guess one question comes to mind for me is, do you guys think that's, you know, a good thing, a bad thing that we, you know, based on someone's appearance and how they look do, that we perceive them a different way that, you know, good or bad. Oh, sure. I, I think it's unavoidable. Like you can't, you can't walk in to meet with somebody that you've never met before and not be perceived in some way. Right. You right. can. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a really good question, Quinn. And I was kind of like uh, thinking on that. Like, I think you put it really well um, because uh, I think that it can be a negative. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, sure. Like do what Colton says, like use it to your advantage because the world is the way it is. Like that's like true. But yeah. like, I think that you're also inviting bias in um, kind of like uh, thinking about this um, because I mean, sometimes, you know, I feel like I need to dress better because I don't think people will take me seriously. So mm -hmm. there are certain circumstances where like, I'm like even more sensitive to this where I feel like I have to dress nice or I'm just going to be like brushed off as like somebody that doesn't have the expertise that I have um, or what have you. And I think that like um, that can occur in marginalized um, uh, communities and in like job situations or whatever, like it can be a problem with like inviting um, bias and uh unwanted or un um you know like unfair judgment yeah. on people yeah I, I guess and the other when i'm on the other side of that like i try very hard to not like any prejudgment i try right. to not let that happen but i guess my point is if you are presenting yourself somewhere you don't have a choice that other people are going to perceive you right i don't disagree that there can be problems but yeah my point just is it's inescapable in some cases. And I, I learned mm -hmm. like from working in sales for so many years that you like just can't like it's better to avoid these types of judgments because like you can't make a lot of you just never know who has money or prestige or any of those things like people that 
dressed to the nines like they could be faking it till they make it <laughs> and then you also like sometimes we'd have like somebody walk into the, uh, you know i worked in a jewelry store sometimes i'd have customers walk in with like a pair of like ratty jeans and like looking a little bit unkempt right. and they're like big spenders that day so like you i learned through those experiences that like you don't judge people um uh at least in some of these ways just based on how they're dressed um and uh that's something that has carried over into my regular mm -hmm. life i try not to make those types of judgments but i do try to i guess manipulate situations sure, in right. certain ways where if i want to be perceived a certain way like for example like what i said earlier like that i want my expertise to not be questioned like i'm conscientious about like what i wear and um, i try to use it to my advantage so my mind kind of goes to the the and i think this is fairly common um mm -hmm feeling of when it kind of something goes counter to that you know the old old poorly dressed guy ends up being the genius or um yeah. stuff like that you know like adam sandler is a good example like he dresses like he's going to hit the ymca to play basketball every day but you know he, yeah. we know he's a genius like he, I'm not maybe not a genius, yeah. but he's a really good Wait, actor. I was gonna like, say, do we know Adam Sandler's a genius? <laughs> you know he's a millionaire. And um, that's all that matters. I mean, he yeah. seems like a nice guy. Right, but uh, there's other examples. Like people film will film like videos. They'll go into like a, a Ferrari store or a Lamborghini store, and they'll try to buy yeah. a car, and then they get turned away because they're you know not wearing you know dress the nines like you had said, and and then mm -hmm. they you know make it a whole thing. But I think well, that's a fairly for, common thing. That's Ferrari a dumb has rules. salesperson. Any anybody yeah, that does Ferrari that. has rules. Like, oh uh, yeah, Ferrari doesn't true. just let anybody buy a new Ferrari. Right? You yeah, you gotta get on a right? list. Nah, they like they want to sell you old cars first, and it's it, it's actually insane. You there's have to a, earn the privilege to own. There's one. a great video by Donut Media on YouTube that I will okay. link in the show notes, um, where they kind of talk about this in depth, and they do a great job. But mm -hmm. yeah, you can't just go buy a Ferrari. Like, well, like who was well, that who was that dj it was a dj oh, was, right he wrapped his car mouse. yeah he i think it was, a, was that i think, I think that was, was a lamborghini mouse. it was dead mouse and he put that like the what's the rainbow toaster cat called nyan cat or neon cat yeah he put one of those on i think it was a lamborghini and they they, oh, okay. they wanted it Did you get blacklisted i, yeah, I thought I it was sorry so. but maybe you're right maybe you're right you might be right ferrari's the ones who are the most upset about their cars right mm. yeah I, I think he likes he then sold it and then bought a either a lamborghini or ferrari and then did the exact same thing and and the, the other company was like oh, yeah we don't care <laughs> okay <laughs> gotcha yeah maybe you're right then well uh thank you for the question jay gonzalez cs um so if you have any thoughts or questions you can send them to our email no stupid answers podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter at NOSA Podcast. That's N-O-S-A underscore podcast. Um, you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Um, if you like what we're doing here, best way to help us out is to rate us five stars on your podcast app or share the podcast with people you know. And uh, we'll see you next time. See you guys later.